Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. Patrick Conlon, glad to be with you again, along with Cammie Rathum, our producer, Paul Sadek, our techno producer, coming to you from the relevant Radio 1330 AM studios in Golden Valley. You know, in the past three years, I've done a lot of learning about the unique joys and challenges of living in the country. Life is different here in the country. Stir a pandemic into the mix, and you tend to get even more differences between urban and rural. Here to reflect with us on parish life in the country during a pandemic is the pastor of St. Mary and St. Henry in the center, Minnesota, Father James Stiles. Welcome to the program, Father. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Appreciate um, it. Glad to have you with us. So can you believe it's a little over a year now since uh, we've been doing this pandemic thing? Looking back, what were your initial thoughts and feelings after the announcement of those that public masses were be suspended? Uh, it is very hard to believe that it has been a full year, a little over a year now. And um, when I first was getting the news about the shutting down or the ceasing of the public celebration of Mass, um, well, initially I, I thought that perhaps that was maybe the uh, the prudent thing to do, is from from a health standpoint and so on. Sure. I nevertheless, my, nevertheless, the heart was broken with regard to because I just know yeah. that this is what. Um, we as Catholics live and breathe on is the Holy Mass. And um, I, in fact, had one of my parishioners say to me, um, you know, and it just particularly tore my heart, he, he, the parishioner said, but Father, the Mass is our greatest weapon against this, mm. you know, our greatest defense against this pandemic. And, and I just had to say, well, I, I agree with you. Um, and the Mass will continue to be celebrated. It just can't be in public, you know. Um, so... Difficult, difficult uh, decisions for sure. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Now, it's, being that St. Mary in the Center is located in a more rural setting, I'm just curious about what some of the differences are that you might have, maybe the unique challenges that the pandemic threw your way as a rural pastor and uh, what exactly, how you met those challenges. Well, certainly um, resources, you know, uh, oftentimes rural churches are smaller and well most of the time right they're smaller and we have uh, less resources available to us and so um the main thing was always just trying to figure out how do we how do we best communicate to our parishioners um if they're not coming to mass if we uh if our congregation is in general, a little bit older, for sure, and that is the case, that our congregation for the various churches that I attend to are older, and so how do we communicate, how do we continue to keep them engaged um, in their faith the best that we can? And um, this this proved to be a real, a real challenge. Um, you know, do we send out letters? Do we rely upon social media, to rely upon our website, to rely upon all the live stream capabilities that are out there these days. Um, and it turned out to be having to kind of hit it from every angle, you know, oh, okay. because otherwise, yeah, we had to try to kind of hit it from every angle because our younger folks, of course, were much more quick, qu- much quicker to pick up on the um, live stream, you know, social media stuff, whereas... Yeah. Our folks who are a little bit more seasoned, shall we say, uh, <laughs> they, um, it took some time. It really took some time and uh, for them to get plugged in both with the social media and the live stream stuff, but then just, just gosh, just getting letters out to them and, and so on. So that was one of the first things that we did was we, 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 we pumped out a, a letter to all of our parishioners that we 
thought did not have access readily access uh, to or ready access to um, social media or e- um, email or live live stream capabilities and so on. So we wanted to make sure they had some kind of communication from us, which laid out a kind of a, a, a pastoral plan, if you will, going forward until further notice that they knew what was available, what wasn't available, and so on. Right. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious. I was curious about that specifically because we've had a number of priests and laity here on the program talking about some of the ways that they utilize technology for you know reaching out. But I know that in living in a rural environment myself, I know that there's there's different things that come up technologically uh, speaking. That there are there's not necessarily as wide of an access. Uh, and as you say, uh, the, especially in the parishes, the, the the congregation tends to be a little bit, to use your word, more on the seasoned side, and so they might not be as familiar with technology <laughs> either. So, right. um, but it sounds right. like you're you're utilizing things across the board, which uh, probably did nothing but increase your workload. Am I right? That's the odd thing is that sometimes people would say to me, "Well, you must be kind of." Uh, enjoying a little bit of a respite here, you know, um, and I'd say, well, actually, you know, um, to be honest, this is, this has been in some ways the, the fullest time of my ministry so far, because everything has been ramped up as far as, you know, the normal things that you do and you take for granted and they're great things such as bulletins and, and all these kinds of things where you rely upon for communication and keeping people engaged. Uh, you just, we just weren't able to do that. At least not, not, it wasn't immediately obvious how we would do that. And so, uh, it, 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 the, the creativity and the thinking through everything f- freshly required a lot of extra energy mm-hmm. and time. Mm-hmm. Now you've seen, you've seen your prayers, as I understand it, answered in some pretty particular and powerful ways through the pandemic. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, Every priest's concern is the spiritual well-being of his people, and um, the first few weeks, I have to say, um, were very challenging for me because I felt very, um, I felt very uh, at a loss as to how to care for my people from a spiritual standpoint. Sure. Now I realize that each one of them are capable of, of um, you know, praying and, and doing various things, but there is obviously a built-in rationale and reason why the Lord established the priesthood, you know, to help care for the people spiritually. So I can remember um, taking a walk um, in a state where I was, quite upset about all this and trying to figure out how to, Lord, how do I, what do you want me to do? How do I care for these people? What's the best way to do this? And so on. And I remember just sensing the Lord speaking to me and saying that, um, don't forget the power of prayer, that, that, that the most important thing you can do for your people right now is to pray for them. Mm. And so that was kind of, it was an answer to prayer, and it was a reminder uh, of a number of things, and a reminder that God is in control. And um, yes, He's given me these churches to tend to, but ultimately, they're, this flock is His. Um, and so what I can do is continually surrender them and put them into the hands 
of God. And the more that I can do that, the better off they're going to be served in this time where we are separated physically. Um, so yeah. that was a real helpful thing for me. And it sounds so basic, but it actually was quite profound in its effect upon me and uh, hopefully up- upon the parishioners as well. Yeah. As far as they were the recipients of, of the prayer. Right. Absolutely. And uh, it's reflective of Christ himself saying that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. But sometimes we decide to take on other yokes other than his, right? It's, I, I just hear from what you're saying, I hear uh, the words of, wasn't it Pope St. John the 23rd who said, well, it's your church, Lord, I'm going to bed. Or something yeah, exactly. like that. Yeah, yeah right. yep. I think it was him. I think it was him. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, did you uh, did you have new initiatives? Did you do anything like drive up mass or drive up confession or drive up adoration or anything like that? We did. We started uh, as the, the whole brainstorming process. Things were changing quite rapidly, and every week it seemed like with the new regulations and so on, um, health protocols. But at a certain point, we realized that we could do a number of things safely and do them well. And um, so we had drive-up confessions that we started pretty early on, and uh, that was a huge success. Uh, we had more people, I think, come, it seemed like we had more people at least coming to confession at, in that, at that time than we normally do wow. otherwise, in Great. a normally otherwise uh, healthy state. Uh, it was quite a scene to see all these cars lined up uh, come into confession. It was really something. I'll bet, yeah. Um, and some people, you know, and I would joke even um, as people would walk up and drive up, I would joke and say, you know, welcome McDonald's. Uh, how can you <laughs> um, nice. You know, and just for a little humor. And then we would, and it was just great. Also, it was great just to see people, yeah. you know, just to see their faces. And and, and, uh, and then we had other opportunities, such as that uh, we did start a drive-up mass, okay. which uh, we, we had a generous prisoner donate a um, a trailer, large trailer. And uh, we had great prisoner volunteers help build a kind of an awning sort of thing um, because they were worried about their priests getting battered by the elements and so <laughs> they wanted me to be protected from the elements and so on and keep the wind down and all that um but it was really neat because we would have on every any given weekend we would have a hundred cars in our in our parking lot um just kind of jam-packed in there in the wow. parking lot parking on the streets we had a loud pa system i uh the first time we did this i walked around to the neighbor's the uh, day before, and I just knocked on the doors, and I just said, hi, how's it going? You know, I'm, I'm Father Stiles, pastor of this church right here, and I just want to let you know that tomorrow we're starting um, outdoor masses. We're going to have some music and some, you know, speaker systems. So nice. I want to let you know, I apologize for any kind of, if we're waking you up early, and people were very supportive, and they said, oh, you go ahead, Father, that's great. You know, I know you guys have to do what you got to do, and um Wow, uh, I I hope that they maintain that level of serenity <laughs> and uh, graciousness throughout the whole thing because we did it for quite a while. Mm. Um, but it was really fun. It was re- it was fun. It was adventurous. It was uh, challenging, but it was neat because again, people got to come together. We got to worship the Lord, and we were doing it in a way that we could best do it at right. that time. And um, some of the days were gorgeous, beautiful, sunny days. Some days uh, we 
had to battle with the elements for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, life in Minnesota. But uh, well, it sounds mm-hmm. like you've been you've been dancing well, Father, if I may say so. It sounds like uh, with the with the challenges then that have been provided for you by the pandemic that you have you have risen to meet them well. But I, I just to return to what you were saying before, all through just it sounds like just trust, just trusting that the Lord will provide in these situations. Yeah. 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 Amen to that. Amen. And that's, that's just it. The Lord provided over and over again throughout this pandemic and continued to, um, inspire new things, not just through, not through just me, but through others, by plenty of people brought ideas forward and, you know, Hey, what about this? And what about that? And, this is how we can reach out to our parishioners and so on. And, and, uh, it was very much, it was very, very clear that the Lord was, was with all of us in the midst of this. And, uh, that indeed that the prayer was, was key and throughout all of it. And, mm-hmm. and that he had, he had things in his hands. Yeah. Amen. All right, Father. Well, before we let you go, I just asked for a, a blessing from Father Bruno Wurchuku Bruno from uh, yeah from Corcoran and, and out out that area. So too. So we'd like sure. another blessing, if we may, from you as well for us and for all our listeners, please. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, the Lord be with you and with your spirit. May the Lord meet each one of you in your deepest needs today. And may Almighty God bless all of you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wow. Father, thank you so much for appearing on Practicing Catholic here. We're grateful for you and your continued work, and we'll be in prayer for you. Thanks, Father. Thanks a lot. You too. God bless. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. Wow, good stuff. The Lord is at work, and he is with us, and he is always providing for us as well. We simply need to turn it over to him. And uh, we are going to take our final break. When we come back, Paul and I have other ways that we can learn to turn it over to the Lord. That's coming up right after this. Stay with us.